Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the Biz Bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Welcome, everyone. We are so glad that you are joining us. I'm very, very excited to introduce our very special guest today, Vanessa Gonzalez Cordenu. So, Vanessa Gonzalez Cordenu is an acclaimed psychic, hypnosis, and teacher with 27 years' experience that includes facilitating more than 10,000 individual sessions. She is a Bruja and Latina teacher of intuition and clinical hypnosis with a focus on healing ancestral trauma patterns through hypnosis called ancestral hypnosis healing. She has helped over 460 ancestral healing sessions during COVID. That's absolutely amazing. I want to welcome you. I'm so excited. So with that being said, welcome, Vanessa. It's such a great pleasure to have you joining us today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here with you and for us to get into this conversation, which I love. Yes, absolutely. I'm just, number one, I'm honored because I was reading all about your work and it's just, it's such an honor. I mean, 460 sessions. So that kind of leads me to, to my curiosity is how did you begin your journey with energy healing and hypnosis? Um, thank you for that question. Well, um, my family's from South America, um, Argentinian, Peruvian, and many other, you know, uh, backgrounds, but, uh, was born in Latin America, came to New York City as a little kid, and I grew up in a spiritual family, meaning that um, Catholic base, but there was curanderismo, which is, you know, natural herbal plant medicine and like local medicines, um, and espiritismo, which you find a lot in Puerto Rico and a lot of the islands, which is belief in uh, the spirit world and, and connection to spirit world, and some santeria, right, which is an African-based, West African-based um, religious practice. So a lot of those elements were seeping into my 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 growing up. And so if I'd have a dream, which we called un sueño, I'd wake up and be like, oh my God, do un sueño. And we'd have this discussion. So my parents, you know, they had other difficulties, but in terms of the spirituality, they really, they really like taught me that it was normal. They taught me it was every day. They taught me it was common. And then they were like, well, and if you still need to go to temple, because I lived, I had a lot of Jewish friends, or you want to go to a Catholic school or Catholic um, instruction, you can. And so that freedom allowed me to really commune with spirit at a very young age. And one of the things that I saw in my family, we were psychic. I was saying things that would come true at six, seven, eight, that I would see my family going in to get readings, right? Or giving each other readings because there was like psychic mediums here and on both sides. And I'd be like, wow, that is so on point. You know, from my little eight, nine, 10 year old self, I'd be like, yo, they got that pattern like down this reader. But then I would realize my parents were, or family members 
we're still continuing the patterns. And so even at 10 and 11 at 12, I would look at the world and be like, well, intuition exists, spirit exists, prayer exists. All of this help me spirit, help me God, or spirits communicating. Are we changing though? Are we still committing, continuing the same patterns of behavior, even though we have this intuitive wisdom, right? And people in the family getting upset. Well, they knew because they were told, and then I was like, wait a minute, at 10, 11, 12, I was like, there's got to be more to this. So I started getting any books that were available at the time, which were not that many in like the 80s, right? So I was getting like um, many, many lives, many masters. I was getting um, uh, the ones about past lives, the ones about hypnosis. And at 19, and I just want to share. So before 19, actually, I saw my mom who would cleanse us with eggs. They're called limpias. Um, she started to pull things out of people's bodies. So it was energy medicine already. We were cleansing our energy field, not only the egg, right? And cleansing and clearing it or flowers or leaves or plants or a special bath or a baño. And so I learned the importance of energy and picking up energies. And we didn't have the word empath, but I knew even walking in to any space where people had cried that then I'd leave heavy. And my mom would be like, oh, you just picked up the energy. We've got to clear it. And so an awareness of energy, an awareness that it was affecting us, an awareness that we actually had the power to shift it is something I grew up with. But the question came up of, okay, so we're intuitive. We know how to cleanse energy. But what are we doing about changing patterns, right? And I mean, now there's a lot of information. We have social media platforms. We have beautiful Shift Network talking about all these ways of healing. But back in the day, we did not. And so at 19, after already seeing that people were pulling energy, I found myself in college in a math class. I was not good at math. And I could trace it back to arriving in this country where well, you would think math is international, right? Because they're symbols. But because my English was not up to par at that point, as a little kid, Spanish was my first language, that I really got scared because the teacher was angry at me because I didn't comprehend. So I had a fear of math like forever. So I did great in English. I did great in languages. I did great in history. Here I am in college, grade point average high. And they tell me, you've got to take that math class, Vanessa. And I'm like, no, oh my God, I'm going to fail. What am I going to do? My grade point average. So I go to the library and I find a book on hypnosis, self-hypnosis. And I'm like, I believe in the power of the mind and the spirit. Okay. I created a cassette because, you know, people were watching, you know how we did right back in the day. We did the, the cassette and I did the cassette, wrote the script and I had no official training. It was the book. I created a cassette to support me in releasing the anxiety and stress that I had over going to this math class. I mean, I was like cutting and I'm not a cutter. Like I love school. I was just so like, oh my God. And I went from a C minus in math class to an A minus. And I was 19. I was taking psychology class too. And when we had to do a project, I'm like, I'm going to do hypnosis. I have a C minus in class. I'm going to do this. My teacher's like, that is BS. Hypnosis doesn't work. You know, it was like I said, so it's like now 1989, 1990 this doesn't work. And I'm like, this is proof. So I was able to manage my nervous system, to calm me down, to fill me with confidence, to heal that inner child, right? With hypnosis and then come into class and be like calm and not be sweaty and nervous and stressed over the anxiety of not doing well. And being able to understand math concepts that I thought I just didn't have the gene for, that was my joke. I'm like, I'm not, you know, genetically aligned with math to getting an A minus. And so that's something that changed my life. It helped my grade point average. And I said, there's something to this. And with the energy medicine in terms of 
pulling stuff of people's body, cleansing with eggs. You know, now it's all the rage. Everybody wants to know about shamanic practices and curanderismo, but you're talking about 85, 86, 87. People, again, no platforms online. People are like, what is that? Why are you working with an egg? That's so weird, right? That's where I was in New York City. And so I talked to people, I'm like, how can I learn energy medicine? And I got introduced to the Japanese system, right? Usui Reiki, Ryoho. And I took the level one and, you know, I was already intuitive and psychic. I saw the symbols of level two before I even went there. And I wound up training later to become a master teacher, wound up training in four different paths, like the Violet Flame, the Essential Reiki uh, from Diane Stein, who is a eclectic um, queer witch from, again, one of the early writers of this genre. And then I wound up training in Usui Reiki Ryoho. So it was like, and what else? Karuna Ki but I only teach Usui. So I studied four different paths. I know I overdo it when I love stuff. I really do. Um, and I, there I was in my early twenties. I was like actually 19. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do Reiki someday now that I know about it. Um, and I wound up getting another cassette that all my friends were falling asleep to. It was a past life regression. And I was already, you know, I was looking at patterns in my own life. I wasn't just analyzing the patterns in my family. I was also like, what patterns am I already showing at 18, 19? And one of them was that I w- I'm, I'm such a leader in so many different ways, but not a leader that focuses on power over, but more power within and bringing everybody to the table in a circle format. Like we all have something to say and we're all leaders that I was like, how do I fit in this world? That's about uh, patriarchy, you know, again, 1990, but we're still in that. We're still breaking that. And I did the cassette and I said, you know, why am I so shy sometimes when I know I like, I know this, like when people are like, who wants to do this? And I'm like, man, um, besides being immigrant or something like that, which can also make you hide at times or full throttle, go for it full time. Cause you're like, have something to prove. I wound up doing the past like regression cassette and all my friends fell asleep. I remembered everything. I went to five past lives. I, my higher self told me, you know, you're going to do a lot of healing. Like you don't want to do healing because I didn't want to do healing work, by the way, I wanted to heal myself. That's how it started. You're going to do a lot of this. This is going to be a lifelong thing. This is part of your mission. And you've suffered a lot in other lifetimes with being shut down, being burned, being killed, your tongue getting cut off. Like all these things happen to you. That's why you pull back aside from present life trauma and just take this hypnosis, take energy healing, go to the next level. So this is early on. And then, you know, you have to go to college. Uh, I started circles back in the day. Then I moved into a corporate career, but always had all my stuff on the side. And it wasn't really till 2012 that I went full-time online when I was laid off of a job a day before surgery. So that's kind of like, and I wanted to share that story with you um, just because there's a natural progression for some of us. I mean, some people go to one course, their mind gets blown and then they're like, this is what I have to do. And then they just start doing it. Right. And we are accelerating in our awakening now. The way we awakened in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s is very different. People are like, boom, getting suddenly these downloads because it's time. And the ones who were here before, right, the older ones like me, myself, we've just been pacing and setting the way and being the forerunners. And now there's people coming in really fast and transforming society in different ways. So I wanted to share that because I feel that there may be people in the audience, too, who are like, wait, energy healing. Yeah, I remember my great grandma doing something, but I know what it was. Or yeah, we used to do a bath or we used to pray or yeah, there's something to this. So thanks for that question. Oh man, I am. Thank you for the answer. I, I think I'm 
number one, I'm just blown away by your path and just where you were led. I, I was a little bit humored by the whole math story. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to use this to help get me through this. And then you're like, wait a minute, there was like this light bulb that went off. Um, something that aligned for you, which is so interesting because Reiki, that's also something that I, I master in Asui myself. Um, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to blaze through four different styles. And people, a lot of people don't know that there are different, you know, um, pathways to Reiki. But for you, you're doing this amazing sort of combination of Reiki and hypnosis, which I personally have not seen before. So I think that's really unique. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there who are new to Reiki or maybe are just kind of stepping onto this path of energy medicine. So I'd love to ask you, what is Reiki? How does it work? Um, so Reiki is the particular name for the Usui Reiki tradition, which is Japanese based. And while people, you know, have different differing dates and when it began, it's about 100 years old or even longer. And Reiki is the name of the actual energy. And it's also the name of the actual practice. Right. So Reiki is universal life force energy. Now, I always say when I teach this, when people come in and during the pandemic, I did a pay what you can, which, you know, a lot of Reiki folks were a little mad at me, but I'm like, we need something right now. People need it. Let's go with this. Some people had, didn't get their unemployment yet, whatever it is, but with universal life force energy, my belief, and I'll focus on the Japanese aspect of it, but my belief is that every culture in the world has had some sort of energy medicine practice or some sort of hands-on healing. We may have lost it because of a lot of colonization and, and patriarchy and a lot of other things that happen. Society, religion taking over, Judeo-Christian religions, um, saying that's the devil, that's terrible, that's bad. You could only go through the church or God, et cetera, or the priest. I think it's a natural extension. If we think back hundreds of years, we don't have doctors. We are massaging our children or placing hands on them or praying to God and saying, God help or a uh, sacred energy of mother earth or father sky. And so when I came to Reiki, Reiki is universal life force energy. It is a Japanese path. And it's important for us to credit that because we don't want to culturally appropriate. And that's why now I only teach Usui Reiki because I feel that once it hit the West in the eighties, right. Um, with Mrs. Takata, the last, uh, one of the last trainees of, um, of the original three who really set this off. She brought this into the United States. Um, folks started going fire Reiki, you know, angel Reiki. And I don't want to put anybody down in any shape, way, shape or form. But in this day and age where we're awakening and understanding, you know, white privilege and understanding our own privilege, privileges that we have, economic privileges, Western privilege, all of these different able-bodied privilege. We just understand so much more. I think that for me, I chose to really teach the Japanese form and leave the ones that were created in the West just to honor where it came from. Mm. So you can practice Reiki in person. Um, you can do it hands-on where you're touching certain uh, areas of the body, but there are so many parts of the body that you're not going to touch. You're not going to put your hands, place your hands on the breast, on the groin area, right? On the, pel on the, on the uh, sexual organs, you're not going to do that. So kids at home, if anybody's doing that, that's not the right process. That's something else. Um, and for some people, and I do this too, um, when you ask someone and you say, are you more comfortable with me hovering and with COVID, we did a lot of online long distance, but also hovering over. Now, people are like, how can Reiki work online, right? 
if you're trained already to the second level and you're attuned, you can send symbols, you can send Reiki energy healing. And remember, it's energy, right? So it's going to go wherever it needs to go. And I've had incredible situations with students who are being trained in level two, where I'd put them in breakout rooms to practice with each other, and they'd all come back crying. Because you know how it is, right? It's like some folks are like, is it going to work? I'm online. What am I doing? And it's like, and it's energy through time and space, right? And they were finding like, one would be like, I worked on the heart. The other one's like, suddenly my heart was getting pulled. Or somebody's like, I had to ground her first. She's like, suddenly I felt somebody pressing on my feet. All they're out there online. And so Reiki is an incredible um, energy healing modality that can be in person, that could be long distance, it could be hands-on, it can be hands-off in person or just long distance. And it supports the body to find its own balance. Like in any practice, we're not going to promise that somebody's going to be completely healed. We don't have that. Even doctors can't say that. You know, there have been times where they've done surgery and they're like, this should cure you. And then suddenly another problem pops up or some difficulty or this medicine should be it. But we're biodiverse. And suddenly that medicine is really not going to work for you. And so in Western medicine, as an alternative medicine, we can promise certain things. And what Reiki can promise is that it will relax you so you're open to the medications or the processes that you're doing with Western medicine. And it could also relax your nervous system. I've worked with a lot of people who were out, suddenly got out of remission with lupus and suddenly went into remission when we started doing hypnosis and Reiki combo. And a lot of folks who really didn't want to do um, the cancer, um, the, like, uh, what is it? Uh, chemotherapy. Uh, they didn't want radiation. They didn't want any of that. And they'd come to me crying. Like they told me this is the only way. And I'm like, we've got to shift how you think about this medicine, right? We've got to make it friendly. And instead of hating it, which is going to cause probably more pain and more distress to your body is to welcome it and see it in a different way. So Reiki, as well as hypnosis together, uh, have helped a lot of people with a lot of health issues approach the process of healing and medical diagnosis and, um, you know, the medicines they're taking. So they're more apt to be open and relaxed. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, so much information there. And I appreciate just how you're, you're coming forward and honoring, you know, the lineage of, of Reiki and its roots and origins. I think it's very important to honor where these, uh, where this medicine is coming from, no matter what practice you're engaged in. So thank you for that and, and giving us just some background on Reiki. And yeah, it is important to realize that Reiki can be, you know, done in person and distant. A lot of people don't realize that energy healing is not bound by space or time. So it can travel, you know, beyond, you know, the constructs of, of the physical 3D. Um, so you, you mentioned this, this powerful combination that you're using with hypnosis and Reiki. And I know there's a lot of people who have maybe experienced hypnosis. I myself have experienced it a couple of times, but I would love to know more about what hypnosis, and I'm sure everyone else here would, what hypnosis is, how exactly that works as well. Thank you so much for that. Well, I adore it. It's been life-changing for me and life-changing. And I want to give a little background on how I see hypnosis as well, right? I don't think that the research shows this, just like I talked about Reiki and hands-on healing and energy healing. I see hypnosis also as a modern-day tool, right, that we've created in the last 120, 140 years. 
that has roots also in indigenous practice. Well, I have a drum behind me. When you're drumming a certain beat and we're going into trance or when we're walking back and forth in circle, right? In indigenous practices, when we're chanting a certain way, we're reaching a different um, brain wavelength and we are releasing the conscious mind and we're tapping into the inner resources of our mind, of our body and our spirit. Um, when we dance, when we do breath work, Right. And so I'm talking about traditional. So I look at like the things that I do now have come to me is the modern representation. I don't see them as being born 120 years ago. I see them like here I am. My ancestors from various continents probably practice this in yours in some way, shape or form, whether it was chanting, singing, dancing, drumming, prayer. And, you know, when we talk about Bruja and Witch, to me, it's also we're, we are in the process of getting spells cast every day through media, society. Oh, you're too old for this. You're too young for that. You're too this. You don't have enough education. And we're absorbing it subconsciously. And so to me, it's almost like um, hypnosis is a tool for me to be this modern day, you know, little witch, brujita, to use words in a very conscious, in a very supportive way. So, and I don't like the word reprogramming, which was very cool in the 90s and 2000s to repattern and to transform some of these messages that we've taken in. And so hypnotherapy is done by a trained individual, right? A trained practitioner, just like Usui Reiki. And they guide you through a form of deep relaxation known as a therapy, known as therapeutic hypnosis. A hypnotic state enables increased focus and heightened suggestibility where we can re-experience in vivid detail Either we re-experience a trauma and release it, heal it, integrate it, or we can heal things like anxiety. We can improve uh, sexuality, right? If we've had sexual trauma, sexual abuse. And this hypnotic state increases focus. And, you know, even Sigmund Freud at some point used hypnosis as a fast track to the unconscious. In regular therapy, which is phenomenal and I love it, and I think it's great, it's talk therapy and they're not allowed to like guide you. It's like this long process where the subconscious becomes conscious. What I love about hypnotherapy is we get to it, right? We get to it immediately. A lot of times when I work with clients and I see that they have mental health things going on, et cetera, I ask them to work with a therapist and to work with me because the process of hypnosis goes in and it can be so like powerful that they may need a therapist weekly, right? To integrate the shifts, this blended treatment, right? Of therapeutic hypnosis, where your therapist is performing energy healing and also guiding you to release like past trauma, present life trauma, ancestral trauma, and then connect to the powerful energy that you have within you, these resources of courage, of resilience, of strength, um, of repatterning where we where let's say I'll give an example. If some of my clients come to me and they're like, I'm not supposed to charge for my spiritual work. And you know, you must have tripped over that at some point, right? It's like it, it's like it's a it's a Judeo-Christian belief. It's also coming from a time where shamans and healers were supported by the community. So they weren't giving us money, but they were giving us a goat or bringing us milk or clothing. The world is different now. And so I grew up with that. Also, it's not like kosher. You shouldn't really be charging. You shouldn't, you know, it's like a gift from God, right? And so for many, many years, I just gave it away, gave it away. That was a pattern I had to break. I found out five years ago that my grandmother used to do readings and my grandmother used to do circles. 
like I'm talking 1950s, 1960s. I didn't know until she passed. I knew she was a psychic meeting, but I didn't know she was doing this. She didn't charge. And a family member who now is deceased said to me, if you were real, you wouldn't charge. And so I'll give an example. With that energy of if you were real, you wouldn't charge, we feel guilty about charging. We can feel guilty about growing our business. We could feel, and for me, like I did service for so long, it was only until I got laid off and all of my community and my friends were like, hello, do what you do. But I went in to do hypnosis. And in that hypnosis, I was able to understand that served the time of the day. I am now modern day time. And the new reprogramming is it is now safe for me to charge. I am here to reclaim my ancestral gifts and to thrive in this present modern day capitalistic world, not taking advantage, not creating harm, and also taking care of myself so I can help others, right? And so this is something that we could like repattern. And hypnosis is is so powerful. Folks, some people are like, I'm too smart to be hypnotized. I'm too this. I did hypnosis, but I didn't feel like I was in it. So the kind of hypnosis that I do, um, because I've been doing it online for 10 years, is a hypnosis that let's say you're just going to sit there and just be calm like this, or you might even just be really relaxed. You're not falling down. You're not in a deep trance. You're not unconscious in any way. And the heart of hypnosis is that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis, right? So if you're like, you're not going to hypnotize me, well, I'm not going to even try (laughs) because I won't. We really do have control over what we do. When you see people doing hypnosis on stage, it's because part of them, I mean, all of them, is okay with being a chicken clucking. And I do want to say, I recently had an experience. I went to New York City and I was part of the Hiprov, which is hypnosis and improv. And they picked 20 people to go on stage. They hypnotized us. They, they tested us. And I was one of four. If I had not allowed the hypnosis to happen, because they tested us, right? And I wound up doing a 70-minute show with three others with Colin Mockery, who's one of the most famous improvisers of the world. And so I was in that space where I was like, am I going to let them do this to me? I was like this. Am I going to go deeper? And so the thing with hypnosis, if you find your mind being overactive, like, I don't know if I want to do this, this is where we take a deep breath and we allow. And so the state that you're in is one where your conscious mind stops trying to control because it trusts that you're safe enough. And it goes, okay, I'm going to let this happen. I'm chilling. We'll discuss this after. I always say that, invite your conscious mind to rest for a moment. And we're going to talk about this after the session and allow ourselves to tap into that. And then when we go into that space, I mean, we can find hidden talents that we're unsure of now. We can break through sleeping patterns. Um, I had another client that, and I know I'm going on too much, but I did want to share one more story. I had a, a couple of clients who are Orthodox Jewish, Jewish, who at a particular time of the year started waking up and checking their kids and checking their kids at a certain time, two, three in the morning. And they were different. They didn't know each other. They were individuals. And as I was talking to them and they're coming to me and they're like, I can't sleep anymore. And I'm worried about my kids and I'm checking the door five billion times. And I'm like, you know, can I ask you, did you have any folks, um, you know, in the Holocaust? Like, did you have people pass in the concentration camp? And they were like, yes, I never knew them. And I'm like, because if I'm not mistaken, this holiday, you know, is very important in your tradition. And they're like, yes. And so we were able to use hypnosis, you know, in the ancestral hypnosis path and clear that along with Reiki to go in and be able to mourn it, to be able to forgive as much as they can about what happened and to understand that in this present moment now I am safe. My doors are locked. That happened then. We will never forget. 
And at the same time, my body doesn't have to react with that energy of, am I safe? Am I safe? Which their ancestors passed down. And so these are some of the stories, you know, that have come up, but hypnosis is something natural. Like, let's say, has anybody ever gotten in a car and driven somewhere near, right? And you don't really, when you think about it, you're like, I don't even remember driving here. Like you just drove automatically and then just got out or you're staring at a TV show and suddenly you zone out to somewhere else or out of window or time seems to lapse because you just kind of like went into a daydream. Those are aspects of your brain actually shifting brain waves. And so you're, you are an automatic and you drove because it was nearby, but your conscious mind, I mean, your subconscious mind was like taken over a little bit. And so I think that hypnosis gives you an opportunity to really do an intake and a review of what your beliefs are that have been guiding your life subconsciously, and then choose consciously what kind of belief you want to actually be living, right? What reality you want to be having. Mm, Powerful. That is so powerful. I know hypnosis is powerful and, you know, energy medicine is powerful. And then tapping into, you know, the indigenous practices and indigenous medicines. And I just, I see you not only just honoring, you know, um, the different practices that you use as platforms of healing, but just your own ancestry. And it's, it's so refreshing, I think, for me to see more indigenous women really representing um, their lineage and bringing their medicine forward in this space of what we consider alternative medicine. I think for a while, a lot of that was really pushed to the back ground. Um, And so just, you know, with everything that you explained about Reiki and bringing that forward and just just where you stand is so powerful and inspiring to me. Um, I am really curious to um, to learn more about, and I know I speak for everyone here watching, how you how you how do you connect the practices to energy medicine? So connecting the practices of hypnosis, right, um, to energy medicine and to you know in, indigenous traditions. So how does that all come together? Oh, I love that, and so I believe that the roots of hypnosis and Reiki are truly right? That's where they come from. They've just evolved and we've lost that language. We're just like, this is hypnosis and it was created in this year. This is Yusui Reiki. But I think that we have to expand our consciousness and be like, well, this is the bigger perspective that these things that didn't pop up suddenly in 1910 or 1880 or however it was, that humankind has been already working on these practices or using these practices to alter our our energies, to tap into our energy centers, to heal and change our consciousness. And so what I do, especially if I, and I'm, and I'm trained, I've sat in sweat lodge for 18 years, uh, Lakota path, which is not like familial for me. It's not like my lineage, but it is what I had available and I honor it deeply, but I trained with the Inca medicine school in the Peruvian path, um, the Andean path. And so what happens is if I'm working specifically also the BIPOC or Latinx, and I know that they have this background in the middle of the hypnosis while I'm doing the Reiki and we're releasing, the rattle comes in while I'm guiding them, right? So these are elements, but they're very, they're not like, oh, let's use a rattle because it's cool. It's like very, like it is very intentional. It's very designed. It's not like I'm using it with everyone because not everyone might relate to a rattle, right? It may not be in their conscious ancestral memory. And with um, with Reiki, I think that some folks that I've talked to who use Reiki with hypnosis probably like give them Reiki before so they could be more open to hypnosis. But one of the ways that I do it is I bring the person in, I have them relax, you know, in the which we're going to experience today. But then in the process of releasing energy and clearing it, I'm now filling it. We're filling the space 
with a universal life force energy, right? And bringing in. Um, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want it to complicate it too much, but in the realm of energy medicine healing, we also have attachments, right? People's energies. We've got cords. We've got hooks. We've got ancestral hooks. We've got past life hooks. We've got present life hooks. Um, and I find that when those are being taken out during hypnotic state, um, sending the energy, and that's what I do. So at some moments um, during the hypno hypnotic um, induction or deepening, et cetera, or clearing, I actually, you know, I'm like, let's go. And I run the energy to them. And I also invite their guides, their higher self to call in and bring in their energy and only their energy and close off to, or make the, you know, or a Teflon. So it could bounce off. Um, it could bounce off. And, and because I think it's important as intuitive beings, like we can still access information and we could still get what we need, but we don't need to take on everybody's energy and be like, oh my God, I feel everything. Because especially, I mean, just as human beings, we don't need to do that. And if we're healers, we're guides. And when I mean healers, I'm also meaning you could be the healer of the family. You could be the one everybody trusts. Everybody comes to their, with their problems, right? And then we're like, oh, I got to take it on. And that doesn't help us, right? It doesn't help us, but somehow we do it. We can release energy and show up really well lit up and have our chakras really aligned. And that can help because it also invites those suffering around us. And who isn't suffering? Because we all are at some point, right? We're all, we're all dealing with things. The spiritual path does not take us out of the human cycle of existence. And so we're all going to go through it, no matter how together we look or how, how matter we sell it. We're all going to go through loss. We're going to go through pain. But how do we manage it? How do we show up for it? How do we navigate it? And so as healers, even of matriarch or patriarch of your family, you can take care of yourself and light yourself up in a way that people can be like, hey, what are you doing? So you don't have to be like, you have to do this healing thing. You have to do it because people are just going to be like, you know, I see you going through all these things and you're doing so well. And that's when we get to invite people. And so that's how I, you know, combine it. And I invite folks too, as you go through the summit, you know, take what serves you, release the rest and allow it to be part of your life. Because I think that we can integrate things more when they're part of our lives as opposed to, oh, it's a 30 minutes. I'm going to go do this thing now. Right. Um, and so that's the way I combine it. Wow. I love that. I, I love how, and it was just something that you were called to do. I'm just, you know, from what I'm hearing, it's just like you said, you don't use certain tools um, with everyone. Um, you're intuitive, you, you intuitively, you turn, you tune into them and then you're guided. Oh, let me bring in this instrument. So that's really, really powerful. So um with that being said, what are some benefits of hypno Reiki and real life stories? I know you've you kind of tapped on a few of those, but are there any others that you can share with us? Oh my God, there's so many. Um, so, I mean, I actually did list some too, because I was like, let me list the regular ones. And then we'll go into like the ones that I've, you know, stress in the workplace or home, right? Feeling burnt out or run down. It can help with relationship issues, breakups, divorce, bereavement, anxiety, phobias, fear, sleep issues, um, over addictive minds, anxiety disorders. It can support with all that. And then again, we can't promise this, but I've experienced this. I've had people, I had one particular client come to me in 2020 who was like, I'm at the end of my rope, about 36 years old, 20 years of bleeding too much um, during her menstrual cycle. Like doctors couldn't find it. There was no fibroid. There was no cyst. There was no endometriosis. There was nothing that 
physically that could explain what was happening to her. She was in therapy. She was doing, um, she was trying to do some yoga that was helping her, but the bleeding kept coming, the weakness, the anemic state, and the, I can't date because look at me, this is what's happening to me. I could barely hold on to jobs. So her life really was completely constricted. And in the process of talking, and that's why it's so important for us to support alternative healers, we have the ability to ask questions that maybe a therapist cannot ask. Because I said, what happened to you at 16? She said, you know, all these years in therapy, nobody asked me that. I said, at 16, you started bleeding. At 16, this happened. She said, I was, you know, um, sexually abused. And I said, by somebody, and she said, by somebody in the family. And I said, did you tell or did you not? And she says, I did. And it broke up the family. I'm like, okay, boom, there's already one. And she goes, and I have these nightmares and I have these things. And I'm like, okay. So we went in and we did the hypnosis. Um, I did an intake in the hypnotic state where I ask your higher self if it's what's happening in the body and the mind and spirit. And this is something I've created over the 20 plus years. You know, is it um, present life? Is it past life? Is it ancestral? What is it? And I got the intake and we went into the present life. We had to heal and release the situation with the family and the, and the cousin's husband and give, and then we went to past lives where there was abuse and et cetera. And we released it. She cried. We, she was actually part indigenous. We used the rattle. I sent in the Reiki to heal and asked her higher self angels and guides to continue. She had bought three sessions. She did one and never came back. And I was like, oh, and I'm like writing her, hi, you paid for the sessions, take them up before the year's out. By the time she came back, it was eight months later. She got on Zoom and she's like, I didn't come back because I'm doing great. I'm like, you didn't tell me. And she's like, okay, Vanessa, the bleeding stopped. Like I have a normal period. I have a five-day period. And I was like, how incredible is the body? She had nothing wrong with her medically. Western medicine did not find anything wrong with her. Therapy was trying to help her for many years. She was so ready. And that's one of the, that's one of the uh, foundations that I build the work on too, that if you're going to work with me, it's because you're so ready to move forward. By the time you found me, you're ready. I'm ready. You're doing a hundred, you're all in, I'm all in. And then she says, Vanessa, I'm dating. I have a job. So eight months had passed and she goes, and I'm at peace. I was able to talk to the other side of the family that they broke off. We're talking again. Um, there's more forgiveness. And then she did another second session for something else. And she used up, you know, the time, but it was one. And I mean, if you look at hypnosis research, it says that you need at least six sessions, right? But there's also the clinical hypnosis style, which is done in a certain way. Sometimes they don't go that deep. They just give you suggestions. They're like, from now on, you don't bleed that much. You're doing great, you know? <laughs> but then the way that I do it, I'm like, let's go to the core. Yeah. And if you're feeling really intense about it, like she did cry, but I said, if, you, if I notice that you're very overwhelmed, I'm going to count from three to one and I'm going to pull you out to observe it. So you're not going through it and like really suffering, but she cried a little bit, released it. And I could say, so now she's working in something that she loves. She was really trained and, and prepared to do what she wanted to do in life. She's dating somebody. She started traveling around the world with her online work, which she was scared to do. Cause she's like, what if something happens to me? And so that liberation was incredible. Another person called me and I talked, alluded to it a little bit earlier. She's like, Vanessa, I run all my life. I am you know, I, I work for an NGO. I help people. I, I have three kids. I have a great life from the outside. I have cancer. How is this happening to me? I'm so healthy. I'm a vegan. What's going on? She hit like 43 and now this happened. And, and everybody kept telling her, 
you know, the doctors are like, we don't know it's stage three, stage four. We don't, they didn't, we weren't too clear. And she calls me, she goes, we have to do radiation. And I said to her, you know, I invite you to make friends with this process. She's like, I don't want it. I don't want it. Can you do it? So I don't want it. I'm like, I'm, I'll help with whatever way I can, but it, you know, I invite you to accept, like I needed surgery and I had fibroids. I did hypnosis before the surgery, after the surgery, I heal faster. And I said, and I just released on the table. I was like, all right, I'm trusting the universe, you know, but it was the hypnosis that allowed me to trust. Right. And so for her, we worked on it. I created a special hypnosis. I did the Reiki healing. And we also said that the Reiki healing would go in these particular times. So we set the intention she would listen to the Reiki enriched hypnosis session while she was getting the treatments. And I mean, she healed. And I'm, again, it's not just that it was hypnosis and Reiki. Like I'm not that, I wouldn't claim that she was uh, taking nutrients and supplements and she had, you know, a lot of access to resources, but she said the hypnosis and the Reiki prepared me to receive the medicine that without that, it would have never happened because I didn't want it. And I was mad about it. And so that's really some of the, I mean, and there's so many more from people getting like raises at work, by the way, there are some people who are like, no, I'm Puerto Rican. Puerto Ricans never get paid, you know, in New York city, this is what it is. Uh, women of color don't get this money. They don't, but she was so, and I was like, we got to heal this. We're going to heal some of the trauma, ancestral stuff. It is true. There is, you know, systemic racism happening. And you're also so qualified that I think that if you walk in there, you can get this increase. So we did like three or four sessions and she got more than she thought she could get. She was so qualified and it was that releasing that healing and that integrating. So. Wow. That's incredible. And the stories are amazing and it really just brings everything um, into perspective. I think that that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your, your beautiful work, Vanessa. Um, I would love, we have a few minutes, so maybe five minutes, we can kind of step into what that would look like, how um, experience this amazing hypno kind of Reiki session that you, um, if you want to demonstrate, that'd be amazing. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And so I want to share a couple of foundational um, thoughts before we go into this, right? And one, since you're here in the Energy Medicine Summit, it means you're interested in this. It means that there's something here that's calling you, right, to be here to receive this medicine. And so part of the work that we'll do right now is to invite you to clearly understand which energy medicine is going to help you and to remember that your mind, body, and spirit is way more powerful than you've ever imagined. And so I'm going to invite us to first look at the wall so we're going to look at the wall for a moment and as we allow our eyes to look at that that point on the wall directly in front of us we're just going to notice our breath as our breath goes in and out noted knowing that we're here to receive there's nothing to push there's nothing to alter and then gently looking six inches above the direct line of vision and in a moment i'm going to ask you to keep your eyes open without blinking and when i say close you're going to squeeze 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 tighten 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 and then release when you release, you're going to go even 20 times deeper because you're so ready. You're here because you're ready. You're here because you know that there are deep inner resources and you're here because you're ready to receive. You're so ready to shift some pattern, some knowing within you. And so now looking six inches above the direct line of vision and now keeping your eyes open without blinking and open, 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 keeping your eyes open, 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 knowing that you're ready, knowing that it's time. Open, 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 open. Now closing your eyes tight, scrunching your face and the muscles in your hands and tight, 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 tight. Squeezing tighter, 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 tighter than you've ever thought you could squeeze tight, 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 tight. 
and release. And as you release, you just feel the relaxation moving through all of you, allowing your body to just go 20 times deeper, keeping your eyes closed and trusting and allowing my voice to guide you and knowing that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis and you're ready to experience hypnosis and Reiki together now as you allow yourself to go even deeper still, knowing that you're ready, knowing that there's time. And we're going to imagine now a beautiful golden sphere of light. This golden sphere of light represents your higher self, your deepest wisdom, your soul's wisdom across lifetimes. And now at this time, as you see this golden light, knowing that it is pure healing power, that it is love and light reflecting your own connection to the divine. The golden light begins to fill into your right hand, gently flowing up your right arm. And at this time, I begin to sending the raking energy through time and space. And as you see the golden light flowing into your right arm from your fingertips all the way to your shoulders, knowing that you're already in a deep process of acknowledging what works for you, you're already in a deep process of remembering how resilient your ancestors are, the courage within you, the things you've already overcome, and how ready you are to receive a particular understanding and knowing for your own life and for your own wellness. As this light fills your right arm completely, it feels slightly heavy, slightly warm, and comfortably so. The light begins to move into your left fingertips, into your wrist, into your upper left shoulder, filling every cell, every bone, every muscle, already in a deep process of awareness, already in a deep process of healing, allowing yourself to go deeper, knowing that you're already in a process of remembering how powerful you truly are and how these healing practices can help you shift, can help you clear, can help you reclaim. As this energy now begins to fill both of your toes, flowing up both of your legs at the same time, receiving the Reiki energy at the same time up your legs into your lower back, filling your hips, your organs, every system, every organ, every cell, every bone, and every muscle flowing into your chest, into your head, expanding all around you, being held by this beautiful golden light that is your divine right, that is your divine healing ability. It is your divine remembrance and the knowing that we can ask for support and that the right tools and the right paths will come to us. And we're already in that process of discovery and remembering as we allow ourselves to gently go deeper, counting from three to one, three, two, and one. Imagining each center in our body lighting up, that first chakra lighting up. And as it lights up, knowing that we are being attracted to the right system and the right knowing and how to heal ourselves how to heal any connection with our bodies, with our ancestors and our families as the light goes into the second chakra, knowing that we're already in a process of remembering and tapping into tools to heal the power divisions, to manage our emotions and allow ourselves to express them fully in our creativity. And as the energy keeps going up to the solar plexus, to the heart, to the throat, the third eye and the top of the head, breathing in, receiving this healing energy, knowing that we, when, when we return, we'll remember any insights, any awarenesses, taking another breath in and asking your deepest knowing, what do I need to know right now? What do I need to know right now? Continuing to receive the healing energy in every center, knowing as you are guided back that you will remember everything, that you'll feel lighter, that you feel clearer, and that you will know what tool is appropriate for you at this time. And remember, in such a beautiful, light, and expansive way, 
that your ancestors have survived so much, that you're in present time and you have survived so much and you're opening up to thriving, opening up to joy, opening up to remembering. And gently now, feeling yourself in your seat or in your bed, feeling your booty, feeling your feet on the ground or on the bed or on the couch, wherever they may be. And truly remembering this and knowing that you're already in a deep process of remembering and healing. And gently, we're going to count from one to three, opening your eyes at three and one, gently moving your hands and feet, feeling lighter, feeling clearer. Knowing you're already in a deep process of remembering and a deep process of connecting to your intuition and what tool works for you and what you need right now for your own mind, body, and spirit health. And two, moving your shoulders, your arms and legs, coming back, coming back. And three, whenever you're ready to open your eyes. Wow, it's like I'm seeing everything in a new light. That was absolutely incredible, Vanessa. I almost wanted to stay a little longer, but... <laughs> that'll be the offering that'll be the offering right because it was a real quickie for everyone but oh but you know like you said this is something when when you're going through this process I can tell you you know as quick as that was it just for me time almost slowed down so um there was just a lot going on and I could feel it and I just feel so refreshed and renewed and this sense of clarity and lightness so just being able to experience that um I'm just grateful wow Thank you so much, Vanessa. So with that being said, um, you know, how can people find your work and, and learn more about you? So on the bizbruja.com, I Instagram, and I'm really excited to be offering an ancestral hypnosis healing course here on the Shift Network. So thank you. Thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful experience with you. Oh, thank you. And, you know, real quick, given what you've talked about, what is the one thing you'd like to leave us with today or kind of as a next step to our listeners um, that they can do to make changes in their own lives. Thank you so much. I really want to offer the invitation that whether or not you remember your recent ancestors as good or negative or, you know, ignoring that way, way beyond in your lineages that we've used energy medicine, that what you're learning and experiencing, even if it's from other countries or other cultures, that it already flows through us. It is part of human nature. And so to know that it's within you, to know that it's natural, to know that um, it's here for you. It's always been with us throughout human you know, evolution. And that if you feel called to any particular practice, to know that you have the power within you to shift the way you see things, the way you experience, to bring in more joy. And even dealing with you know, some long-term health stuff that some of us have, I also have a health condition, that we can still enjoy more wellness and, and more vitality and energy through energy medicine. And that's within you. Thank you. Wow. What a great session with Vanessa Gonzalez-Cordanu. I want to thank you all for listening. 